0: GFT Media
1: You are now listening to Cinema Cresperdiso.
0: Chris Crespo All the fun. Radio Show! Everybody likes it. Listen, Listen to, to it shit. shit. to Cinnamon Crespo Diso. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 467 of Cinnamon Crespo Diso. I am your Cinnabon host, Chris Crespo. Today, we're extra moist, extra gooey with a double layer of seasoning known as cinnamon. Juicy Cogburn. Double glazed. Double glazed. Drusa Cogburn <laughs> is here. We call him DGDC. How you doing, DG? Doing okay. All right. This is a double glazed episode. You know what that means. That means we're talking about the movie that everyone's talking about. The movie that everyone saw. It's super exciting. People want to know what we have to think about. The guy's spoiler free. All right. Spoiler free. Don't worry about it. Everyone take a breath. That's a spoiler free episode. Relax. But we're going to do it. Drew, what did you think about Nightmare Alley? (laughs) The movie that made
1: one tenth the amount of (laughs) Spider-Man. A tenth? A tenth. Maybe two point nine.
0: Um, oh boy! <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Guillermo del Toro. Changed. Oh my God, that's so bad. That's so bad. Oh, that sucks. Um, I did see some things online where apparently to accommodate Spider-Man: No Way Home, they were just straight up canceling screenings of Nightmare Alley that only had sold like under ten tickets. Yeah. So people were getting notifications. Oh, hey, your 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 theater is your screening's canceled. <laughs>
1: you, said, you got. Figure yeah. out a different time to see this movie. Yeah, we, we
0: need to make money. Yeah. And this one's not doing it for us. So, uh, here's a case of a, a giant behemoth film that everyone wants to see. Literally muscling out the the uh, smaller, weirder, yeah. more interesting movie. Uh, which we're going to talk about first. Nightmare Alley, those horrors remake of a 1947 film. Okay, interesting. Uh, yes, uh, and I am for sure going to watch it. Because in the old uh, Rotten Tamat critical consensus thing that I read after seeing the movie um the summation is that it it's like while not packing as powerful a punch as the original or something like that and i was like whoa the first one hits more fucked up <laughs> and, damn, the first one hits harder And this goes a pretty dark yeah. like, crazy movie yeah, yeah um so i am interested in seeing the much shorter hour and 50 minute version okay. of this yeah, of yeah. this film but we saw Bradley Cooper what a cast Bradley Cooper i mean the
1: cast the cast was fantastic what it, the fuck like this movie is really I mean, it's good. It's like it's like a two-hour episode of Carnival. <laughs> <dude>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird. Carnival without the supernatural, like a like a faking the supernatural yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's weird and dark and. Uh, it's de- yeah. It's sprawling, like Sp- ages. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, you say th- things come full circle.
0: Things do come full circle Almost. in a very interesting uh-huh. way. In a way that I, I feel like it's telegraphed on purpose. Yeah, I think we're meant to come to the realization as it's happening and then be sad. Spoiler alert for a sad ending, guys. S- I-
1: sad, or are we supposed to be happy like him? Because he's definitely mm-hmm. laugh crying.
0: He could be happy. You <laughs> could be happy. He could be. I could be misinterpreting the ending. Yeah. That's on me, guys. It's a mirror. What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at a sad guy. <laughs> could be on me. Um, it's very um, it's moody. It's like formal.
1: A, it's a period piece. Yes, it's
0: very in in both that. It takes place in like from 39 to 43, something, something like that. that. And couple of years. So it's like uh, you know, rep, replicating that time period, but specifically i feel replicating in a martin scorsese aviator way replicating the way movies were made yeah at that time in the 40s uh so like the way a lot of the camera shots uh, uh just the straight up framing of kate planchet in her in her office yeah. you know the way she sits there the close ups of it, her mm-hmm. faces and stuff feels very like classic filmmaking black and white old yeah. school yeah old school black and white but just now in vibrant yeah. technicolor yeah. um I mean, it is a good-looking movie. Even still shot on digital. It no. looks really, really good. Uh, has geeking ever looked so beautiful? I am I don't know about that. <laughs> the first, like, the yeah. close-up of the very first shot, you get him holding the chicken, the geek, yeah. the circus geek. He's holding the chicken up to his face, and the, the, the stark lighting of it, because it's, like, underlit, but still there's, like, sh- a sharpness, a contrast to him. I was just, like... Man, maybe I was just really high. I was struck <laughs> by how grotesquely gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, shot yeah. is, and yeah. I was like, man, this is really Those fucking black teeth. Yes, and hair. I was like looking at all the and the face he's making, the pain yeah. of his face, and the chicken in his hands. Like, the... I'm like that poor chicken. I'm like, is that digital? Is it a puppet? Mm-hmm. And um, like leading up to all the you know the the actual geeking moment. That uh, I, I was just in my head like. Like, why I can't look away at how beautiful this is. This is a (laughs) terrible moment, and this is gorgeous. Um, Highlighted the movie for me, maybe? Just that Mm, shot. Yeah. Which then they, isn't there a quick flash of it at the end, too, I think? I feel like it maybe comes back around. Maybe Maybe, that's just my brain. Maybe a flashback. Yeah. Yeah, Perhaps. Um, So the story of a man who falls in with a circus, and uh, he's got his own dark secrets, and he meets a girl at the circus, played by Rudy Mara. And they run off together, and then they do their own act, and then shit gets bad when, when he tries to take things too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and the cast, man, it's just, yeah, it's, it's all re- so good. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, 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 what's his name? Ron Perlman? Yeah. All, 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 all- six foot whatever ugly <laughs> of him. <them. laughs> yep. It's fat. Yeah, you know when he's sitting down, he's got that fat thing where it's yep. like, you, you sit like this, and he got the belly and the and the, and the boobs. Yep. I was like, man, I know that look. <laughs> I know that sit. That sit looks familiar to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's uh, he's looking old, and he's got a big old meat fist. And uh, uh, what's her name? Tony. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. She's great. And David Strathern. No, yeah. he's great. Man, oh, they're all great. They're all great. They're all doing work. Everyone, Everyone's Brad, acting. Bradley Cooper fucking killed it. Yeah. He, he, like, he, what the
1: hell is he doing acting like this? He does he, a lot. He comes from the fucking hangover movies. What the fuck? He's
0: not wild. Well, he's from the hangover movies and <laughs> Because he's always considered himself like a serious actor. Oh. Well, even even I mean, when he did that shit. He fucking is, apparently. He did a Broadway production of The Elephant Man, but he didn't do He did it without makeup so he's just on stage be like <laughs> like contorting himself and trying to be like oh don't look at me I'm gross. I'm old I'm ugly this beautiful man yeah. on stage um that's the type of actor that he perceives himself to be so this is for sure a, a chance for him to be like let he's me go actor. for it let me do it no. let me act and um uh, who knows? It's a it's a thin year for like quote Oscar-y stuff. I could easily see this getting uh, nominated. nominated. Definitely, I could see this quote losing to Will Smith in uh-huh. in King Richard. I don't see anything beating Will Smith, which itself isn't even like that amazing of a performance. It's just the year. <laughs> it's just it was just a weirdly weirdly skinny year for for that for that type of. Uh, cinema. cinema, cinema, yeah. I'm talking films. <laughs> you can keep your movies, young man. I'm here. To, I'm here to talk about the films. Uh, f- a film such as *Nightmare Alley*. Uh, actually, this is some pulpy film <laughs> noir. This is like some real. This should be like crowd pleasing shit. Maybe they're a little too dark, though.
1: I mean, it's. I, I think it's it's crowd pleasing shit of a bygone age. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, people
0: aren't really already looking for movies like this anymore. You, you want
1: you want crowd pleasing, Chris? Fucking Spider Man, No Way Home. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a <laughs> second for sure. That
0: that crowd was clapping. <laughs> Stop clapping. <laughs>
1: they were crying.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't. I can't argue with a if you are gonna cry, cry. But I mean, keep the sobs down for a right now. Man. Uh <laughs> my brother was telling me a story about what did he see when he saw. Infinity War Endgame One of those When he saw one of them And when Spider-Man Made his first appearance In the, in the Avengers movie yeah. That someone in the back Of the theater was like Yes Spider-Man <laughs> Woo <was> Just screaming <laughs> And he was just like "This fucking it, like, Shut up asshole mind. Yes Like relax You're not We're all in the movie theater Relax It's a weird thing It's a weird phenomenon um, Yeah No one in this theater Was like <gasps> Ron Man! <Hellman! laughs> oh my god <laughs> This is amazing They're in a circus Turn in and make my circus! <laughs> um, circus Carnival? Carnival. Willem I De- keep saying circus. It's a carnival. God- I- Goddamn Willem Dafoe. God damn well on the phone, having himself a weekend, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, man, he's, he's yeah. fucking great in this. And uh, that baby with the with the eye <laughs> yeah. in the oh, jar. Damn, that thing is fucking weird. That was weird. <laughs> that, get, the, Del Toro pulled that from his personal collection I'm, for sure. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I keep this in my closets. <laughs> I keep this in the closets in my bathroom. It, it watches me as I sleep. It watches me as I sleep <laughs> and when I pull out towels uh, for bathing. <laughs> so weird. His house is supposed to be like a fucking museum of horrors and makeup shit and uh, movie stuff. Cool. Good for him. Yeah, it sounds really cool. It sounds super cool. Um, Maybe when he does, he'll he'll open up the Guillermo del Toro museum. Oh, that'd be fun. Museum slash mausoleum. And then I can pay money and go see it all. That would be be awesome. I'd totally fly out there and pay money to go to that. Uh, I like Nightmare Alley. I thought it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was well made. I'm, so long.
1: I'm not into like the old timey movies. Maybe if they re- just remake, start me re- remaking all the movies from the '40s with the quality of, but updated. Yeah, more
0: quote contemporary. Yes, it's like you can still like fla- like shout out you know '40s filmmaking, but make it in a way that's like, oh, this is like stunning. No. It's sort of like Ben Wheatley's Rebecca. Where exactly? It's an update where it feels contemporary and modern, and you know, modern editing tricks and uh-huh. stuff like that, while still being the same story. And then it just becomes a matter of, well, do you like Ben Wheatley? Do you like Army Hammer? Ooh, we're gonna talk about Army Hammer a bit. We got an Army Hammer update. Ooh, Ooh guys, tease Army Hammer update for se- in the second half of the show. That's gonna be fun, and how it ties into Orlando, uh, Florida specifically, not like Orlando Jones or, or Orlando Bloom or Orlando. um... <laughs> Calrissian, shit, <laughs> shit. I mean, it really gets a gets a thumbs up. It's a bummer that it it's bombing and people discover it, find adventure on HBO or whatever. Um, but it's like a, a it's not a nail in the coffin, another nail in the coffin of theaters of exhibition, but it it's a, a big strike against these type of movies being made these like mid-budget what did this cost maybe 50 60 million you would maybe, think maybe yeah. right it, it's a big they keep saying that these are the type of movies that don't get made anymore these mid-budget for adult films like they don't get made for theaters anymore yeah. and the reason why is because then when they come out no one goes and see them. everyone goes and sees spider-man but then who's the dummy that's like yeah let's go ahead and put this thing out next to spider-man yeah um maybe it's because it's a fox it's, it's um, Searchlight. Searchlight. Yes, that's Old Fox. So it's Old Fox product that now Disney has put out. So they don't care. they, they their whole All the f- movies that they had under Fox, they watched every single release. They don't uh, give a fuck about it. They them. don't give a fuck about it. They're just contractually putting them out there. Um, the only one that hit for them was Free Guy because it was in a, in a thin summer. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, that and, it's, and it's Ryan Reynolds, and it's supr- and surprisingly heartwarming. Yeah, and, and it works. Yeah. For, for
0: what it is, it works. Um, so, uh, again, the weird stat where more movies came out in theaters in 2020 than in 2021. That is so strange, yeah. considering theaters were literally closed last year. Yeah. Uh, and they complain about the lack of film releases, but when they open up this year, uh, they didn't get as many releases as I thought Anyway. Yeah, so Nightmare Alley it's, a, it's, it's good yeah right people should check it out give they a, should give it a watch give it an idea uh, spoiler free reviews Spider-Man Spider-Hyphen-Man colon No Way Home Spider-Hyphen-Man Spider-Hyphen-Man technically <laughs> <Spider-man. laughs> <laughs> it's how it's, not, it's not spelled it's, no. a, it's a hyphen it, uh-huh. seem, it seems unnecessary well no, and then it's just Spider-Man yeah Han Spider-Man like, like Tim Spider-Man Tim Spider-Man. <laughs> Tim Spider-Man Tim Spider-Man over here <sighs> Spider-Man, no way home. Here we go. Just like, what would you think? It was good. It was good.
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah, man, I, for sure. I like I, I I like the Marvel connections. The, the webs that they weave. It's <clears up, throat> like, they're, it's, I mean, it's very, they I, did it. They fucking did it again, goddammit. They webbed it somehow. <laughs> they webbed
0: it all together. Uh, there was a little bit of a worry, I think, from people going into it. thinking, "Oh, another Spider-Man 3 stuffed with a bunch of villains. Yeah, this worked out great last time. No. Yeah. Um, it I worked this time. It worked, it worked this time. It was it was enjoyable. The fa- the fans are going to be happy. They sounded happy when we were watching the movie. I mean, yeah. The clapping, uh-huh. audibly responding to with, with gasping yeah. and, and crying and whatever Woo! the movie Woo! so many woos Whatever the claps. movie wanted, yeah. the audience gave, gave them. Yeah. Because the movie was reciprocating and giving the audience what they wanted. Uh-huh. It was a total back and forth. <laughs> Love fest between movie and audience. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just a movie audience orgy. It was a movie audience orgy which that we're is, in the middle of. Which is
1: why it made how much money, Chris?
0: Two hundred and fifty three million dollar estimate. That's the estimate. Possible two sixty. If it passes two fifty seven, that's Avengers Infinity War opened to two fifty seven. It already passed Star Wars The Force Awakens. So it's 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 just Disney fighting itself. Disney is just. Pissing all over itself, like no, my Disney movie is making more money than my other Disney movie. Yeah. So, to, to, so, you, so Disney's dicks just grow bigger and bigger every day. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's disgusting. It's engorged, engorged. Disney's engorged penis. That's why we're talking about Spider. When we're about Spider-Man, we talk about Spider Man, you have to talk about Disney's engorged penis. <laughs> Inflamed. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gotta getting, put some lotion on. It's it. It's getting bigger every day. It's getting bigger. It's getting chafed. Uh. Yeah, people like they, they loved it. Two hundred and fifty three million dollar minimum, maybe two sixty, it's uh and I guess, you know, for for the, the the high wire act that this movie is, that they pulled it off. Shit, congratulations. Yeah. You know, I'm just glad to see, you know, be going to the movies. Yeah. For sure. People are definitely willing to go to the movies. Yes. And like here apparently here theaters were sold oh. out. Yeah. People were Our sitting theater was full. Full people were sitting in row A, seats one and two, like all the way in the corner. Let me lean back and turn ninety degrees yeah. to watch this movie for two and a half hours, and then all the way up front. Crazy, that's wild oh, stuff. Um, plus, mid-credit scene and after-credit scene, spoiler-free again. But uh, mid-credit scenes are always fine. I they're, think, they're, I, okay, I don't think it hurts yeah. that, to sit for a couple minutes, and yeah. and then also it always comes with the what would be the opening credits montage, which is always, you know, artistic mm-hmm. and cool. And in line with what you just saw. So mid-credit scene's fine. Kinda cute. Ties into another previous mid-credits movie or end credits scene that we saw. Yeah. Uh, from another movie. But the end credits scene is worth watching. Definitely. If you want to see what's like future Marvel shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: what, what is going to be
0: going on? Well yes, I think it's I think it's solely worth Uh, sticking around for that, see the huge list of like uh, Zendaya, assistant to Zendaya, assistant to (laughs) Mr. Holland, yeah, Mr. Holland. (laughs) Like, oh wow, look at all these people, that's a lot of damn names. Um, yeah, dude, and then I mean, so and then going into it, we were talking about how so it's two and a half hours, is it still gonna feel stuffed somehow is it still yeah. gonna feel rushed is it gonna earned at two and a half hours I mean I guess it does I think it felt fine I, I, mean, there, I, I didn't notice I didn't there, feel the movie dragging at any point there are parts that I think they could
1: have cleaned up by maybe like a minute or two Absolutely. but as a whole Absolutely. like it's, it's it is what it is there,
0: there's like a handful of scenes that are like indulgent again fan servicing yeah. scenes that if for purposes of telling the story and moving the story forward they for sure could have cut two minute scene here a couple minutes there but uh, but again that's the stuff that the people no. are there well, that's for what, that's what they wanted and that's what they want to come back for no. I told you this off Mike people will be interested in hearing this I think we went to a Saturday 8pm showing when I got there to the theater sat down with, the, with my special lady friend person sitting in the seat next to me young lady she must have been I don't know 20 she seemed young um, she was like so have you she asked immediately, have you seen this before? Have you seen it yet? This is your first time? And I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, this is we just came out yesterday. Yes, this is my first, uh, you yeah, our first viewing. And she's like, oh, I, I saw it yesterday. I'm back to see it again. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Wow. Real, real nerd. That's again. crazy. And then she even said, it was like, they were, the, the the theater was pretty, there was a lot of clapping and it was pretty rowdy. But she was hoping for a rowdier Audience in that theater, and I don't think she got what she wanted yeah. in those terms. I think your, your Friday night, your Thursday night crowds are going to be your fucking well, that's, hyperactive that, that, weirdos, that, that's super nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that Thursday, uh, quote preview, um, s- started at 3 p.m. on Thursday. It's like the earliest ever they did for Might as well just say that it comes out on Thursday, but technically it's their preview and it made 50 million just on that that Thursday. Well, I mean, another hundred something on Friday.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'm sure there are lots of content creators that fucking went and saw
0: that shit as soon as they could so they could could react. Those motherfuckers. It's pretty smart. Be the first ones on that shit. We should have done that. Dude, got too much shit. I got a life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Their life is creating content.
0: Man, how do you do that? How do you guys do that? they're young and they have energy oh that sounds nice I need to get the testosterone cream right that's what that su- I, so I have does. No idea. I think so testosterone cream some HGH get a little bit of a... a little pep in your step yeah feel young again I saw the commercials on TV so so drugs go to, go to the age, yes I'm gonna go to the quote age rejuvenation center quote, close quote
1: you could just do like low dose amphetamines until it turned
0: into high dose and th-
1: then it's a problem. So you're talking Adderall?
0: You mean Adderall prescription? You might have
1: a better problem sleeping,
0: but. No, I wouldn't. No. Mm-hmm. I like sleep. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I like sleep. It feels good. Um, yeah, No Way Home's good. It made a bunch of fun at the comedy, at the action. Very CG. Who gives a shit? I mean, it's the way it is these days. And uh, if you want, I mean,. We're, you know, we're keeping it spoiler free. If you want to hear us talk about it more in depth.
1: that's to say, there's only really that much I can say because there's so much fucking shit to spoil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're keeping it
0: clean for you guys. So patreon.com slash So has the spoiler conversation. Also, we did just talk about the movie for like a solid half hour, 35 minutes. So um, just add that to the 10 minutes we just talked about it now. I think we're kind of tapped on Spider-Man talk. At the moment, guys. So Patreon.com, go there for the full-on conversation. Plus, we talk about the mid-credit scene, the post-credit scene, all that stuff. And, uh, but yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. It's good. I enjoyed it. Look, I, looking forward
1: to what's next.
0: Yeah, for sure. They, they announced three more with Holland. Um, they definitely ended in a way that's like this is where it would be going. All right. Okay, we, we, we are seeing. I get it. I get it. Let's uh, let's get into our media diets. I saw Hawkeye episode five. Yep, uh, it was good. me too. It's good. Yep, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the reveal at the end. Big good reveal at the end. Fun. Yes, uh, it, it's very fun. Looking that makes me look forward to episode six. Yeah, to see how that's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that reveal includes a character twist. That's like again they they telegraphed that the, from the, the first episode. Yeah, yeah, the, from the very beginning. Um, and I like the uh, so there's a. Uh, she was introduced last week. What's her name? Uh, Yelena. The deaf girl? Oh, no. Uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, uh, Yelena y- y- uh, Romanoff. Mm-hmm. And I like them showing her getting blipped. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a super interesting that, that, yeah, uh, that betrayal of that moment yeah. for her, And a character having to go through that and be like, I was just... Like, <laughs> what? Excuse I was me? there for five seconds. Like, <laughs> what, the, what happened here? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I, I just continue to feel well, like it's good.
1: but And it, and it's fun, too, because now that they've got the blip and they've used it like that once, like they can use that for any character that they haven't introduced yet yeah. who has been having their own adventures that they've been doing for, you know, whatever. Yeah,
0: and then they get blipped, and now it's yeah. like, oh, shit, now I just got reset in terms of what am i going to do with my life. I guess I'm now part of the MCU. Mm. Yeah, 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 for real. What's the Xavier school of what's going on <laughs> here? Who are you guys? Where you guys been this whole time ago? Um, you think they'll just solve that with a multiverse multiverse solved explain mutants? I
1: mean they could I mean, if they really want to have fun with it too like they could fucking somehow throw a pile of money
0: at Hugh Jackman and get him back for Wolverine oh, shit, again. Oh, they, the, the, the thing <laughs> the thing keeping him and Patrick Stewart from ever reprising those roles is Logan. It was so good. It they're, was so good. They're like Logan we cannot sully that. <laughs> they have to I'm okay with that. They gotta go with a at, bang. At I respect fine. that. Yeah. So I don't think Outside of like official canon, you know?
1: I mean, they're, they're just gonna have to do some, they're, they're just gonna have to cast a new X Men yeah. if they want to get him in. But, yeah, just do all new stuff.
0: I mean, I like McAvoy, I like him too. I like him generally. Uh,
1: I mean, you can keep some of them or whatever. Yeah,
0: you can mix it up. Who gives a shit? Uh, John Watts who did these Spider-Man movies is uh, already working on Fantastic Four so makes me feel like Fantastic Four is in some pretty decent hands I'm okay uh, with that with John Watts doing that crazy that dude did Cop (laughs) Car and then Spider-Man and now he's like a millionaire because this fucking movie yeah. and uh, who knows he's getting paid for Fantastic Four and after that he could probably make whatever fucking movie like oh, I have this Anything, dream project yeah. that I want to make uh-huh. like sure Mr. Watts what do you want to do whatever you, it's on you man you just made
1: you, you made us a lot of money we're yeah. willing to reinvest some of it back into you
0: yeah <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's something good because Cop Car is a fun movie uh, yeah Hawkeye's good looking forward to episode 60 uh, Netflix has a movie called The Unforgivable it was in their top 10 the Sandra Bullock movie okay. with, with uh, Jonathan Bernthal. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Rough one. <laughs> Boy, <clears throat> there's a weird one, too. Uh, Bullock playing a lady who is getting out of prison. The beginning of the movie, she's getting out of prison. For 20 years. Good behavior. Uh, she did 20 years for uh, murdering a, a sheriff for killing a cop. So she's getting out. Small Alaska town. Parole officer. Got to do his job, all this stuff. And everywhere she goes, it's like a drama of how does a, a convicted cop killer reintegrate into society that looks down on her at every turn and blah, blah, blah. So that's that's a big thing. <clears throat> that's one storyline. Then the other storyline is about how she's getting re, has to get in touch with her sister, reunite with her sister, who was like five years old when she went into prison. So she has like very little memory of her. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to reunite with her. Uh, and then another plot is her, like John Berndahl is a guy who's working in the fish, factory that she's working at, and he's trying to just be like, Hey, you're a pretty fifty year old lady. Let's uh you know, let's go do fifty year old stuff together. And she's like, No, 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 I got a dark past." And then uh and then there's this whole other thing about the family, the the sons of the dead cop being like they're on their own blue ruin thing. Where yeah. they're like, we can't let this bitch bitch just walk around the free, blah blah yeah. blah. Uh, and then all these things come together into a movie called the Unforgivable, and and it's unforgivable Okay. But this movie got made. <laughs> okay, there we go. Hey, you can't have a title like that and not expect hack critics <laughs> to turn around and use it against you. Sandra Bullock is unforgivable in The Unforgivable. Yeah. You know, it's so don't call your don't use the words trash or garbage or anything like that. What's this Ari Aster? Ari Aster, the guy who did Hereditary in Midsomar? he is he is on the thinnest ice possible <laughs> with his. Disappointments Boulevard yeah. movie coming up <laughs> all the expectations in the world on this guy's third movie and he's yeah. gonna put this <sighs> what's that one The Disappointment Room I saw that trailer I was like put this movie in The Disappointment Room <laughs> that's where you're gonna find me after I watch this movie you know what I'm saying disappointed disappointed <laughs> don't forget the tippy waitresses guys thank you very much have a good night I'll be back I'll be back for the 8 o'clock show <laughs> seriously god the unforgivable yeah. yeah it's not good don't watch it guys. okay Well, I I took the bullet. I took the bullet. The uh, Rocky V. Drago, the director's cut. I checked it out. It's fine. (laughs) If you're really into Rocky. It's fine. (laughs) It's weird, man. It's weird because he cut out a lot of stuff and then just put in other stuff. So the movie... It's like twenty, twenty-five minutes of new footage. It's still ninety minutes long, so it's not any longer. This is a different movie. It's just a slightly different movie. Anything with the <clears throat> robot and Paulie, or yeah, it's Paulie's robot. So anything with the robot and and his birthday and all that stuff, it's all gone and all replaced with uh, scenes of Rocky and Apollo like debating Apollo going to fight Drago. Like, why, why do you gotta do it for? It's like, come on, Stallion. He's like, no, man, I don't understand why. You know, it's fine. Um, it's just more of that. It's just weird seeing quote new Rocky footage. Yeah, <laughs> from like '87, like so they're all young and skinny, and uh, it's strange, man. Seeing new old new old stock is what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's fine. It makes the movie more dramatic and it gives it more of a classic movie feel. But the thing I liked about Rocky IV this whole time is that it's not a movie. It's Two music videos and three montages. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And then a fight. It's like, this isn't a movie. This is a good time. <laughs> you know? It's, now it's more of a movie. Yeah, now it's more of a movie, which, you know, as an adult, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with. And I respect uh, the artist, quote, artist alone, wanting to be like, hey, maybe it's, uh, maybe we should cry more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, young me, like, loved Rocky Four for a reason. Yeah. And and it's weird how it's, it's it's different. It's different. And also, I I didn't notice this. I heard this on a podcast pointed out. I was like, oh my god, how, how did I never pick up on this? Uh, it's called Rocky versus Drago. So one guy's first name, but the other guy's last <laughs> name <Yeah>. should <laughs> be Balboa versus Drago. Yeah. But Rocky versus Ivan really doesn't have the same. Uh... No. <laughs> it's a stupid title. Yeah. It's a stupid title. And I'm playing Yakuza Zero. And. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, it's one of these games where it's a lot of plot characters talking a lot (laughs) to each other and like emphasizing what's happening so like the first two hours that i quote played the game i think i actually played like 10 minutes yeah it was just a lot of like setup and cutscenes. oh my
1: god so much before you go fuck around in the world but this is one of those open world games yes
0: yeah there's like a big old map um i've been in a small area of so far but it's also i just i just did chapter one it took me a full three hours to do it But uh, yeah, it is set up this crazy story where you're uh, a Yakuza guy who uh, you were doing a collections thing. You beat up a guy in an empty lot in the middle of the pleasure district, right? And uh, and then you leave to deliver the money to the loan shark and then that guy you beat up turns up dead in that lot, which now brings attention to that lot. Apparently it's the only piece of unsold real estate left in this pleasure district and the Yakuza, all parties want this because there's money to be made there. Um, so a dead body turning up there is bad for for them. For them trying to acquire it, and so with you being in the middle of this conspiracy, uh, you gotta go around like asking questions. But man, it's all like there's this guy who's like we grew up orphans together, and like you're working for this. You meet all the captain. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's also a brawler. Yeah. Uh, wow. The fight mechanic is a lot of just like punching and kicking, and smash, smash X, smash X, X, X. Um, but uh it's a brawler where uh the fighting style changes and then you can change it as you learn things going on and there's some like quote foreigner character some white guy who's going to help you learn shit which is a weird inverse of the whole yeah. uh-huh. um, you know western eastern yeah. uh, fighting mechanic that you typically see in, in pop culture and well, uh, this is a japanese game chris it's a so japanese game from their perspective yeah so like man, what if uh, van damme showed up yeah. and like taught us kung fu or karate, and uh, but he's like you learn different styles of fighting. So there's like things to learn as a brawler, but there's and it's also very violent, oh, extremely yeah. violent. Uh-huh. There's a. a- one thing where like you use items in a room so there's like a box of nails so you pick it up and if he, you you just hit people with it right yeah but then if you do like the special power move he'll like it'll do a cut where he's a and box in his hand and he takes his other hand and grabs a bunch of nails and shoves it in the dude's mouth and then like hits them or punches them super hard and then it's like blood everywhere the guy goes flying backwards it's awesome it's very very ridiculous very, very japanese mafia yes uh i'm enjoying it yeah Sounds like it. I'm enjoying it. It's a fun game so far. Yeah,
1: I played, I think, like the second Yakuza game on the PS2. Yeah, because I know this is like a whole series a, of yeah. things. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think this is some sort of crazy culmination of like, we're going to throw all this shit into one game. Because yeah. apparently it's, it's sprawling and it involves quite a bit. Um, cool. cool. Yeah. I'll keep playing it for a bit. I'm not bored with it yet, so we'll, yeah. we'll keep going. And uh, that, 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 uh, I'm done. What do you got? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I caught you. I, I caught you off, oh, off I, guard. Okay,
1: so on Disney Plus? <coughs> yeah. God damn it. I watched uh, this documentary called Becoming Cousteau. Ooh. And it's uh, like two-hour documentary on Jacques Cousteau. Okay. Who he was, what he did, how he got started. Sure. So, uh, how he, why, why he was even popular. And, and why he was popular at the time. I mean, that's He was like the blue I mean, planet of its day. Yeah, he's, he's the inspiration for Steve Zissou at The Left Aquatic. Yes, explicitly. So... Um, what was he, like 50? 50s, 60s, 60s? Oh, uh, I think maybe even you know, earlier than that. Because he, he, dude, the motherfucker invented the Aqualung. He, he invented the scuba tank.
0: <laughs> for the he did what? Navy.
1: He invented the scuba tank for the French Navy. Wow. They called it the Aqualung. Good for him. That's he, awesome. He, he invented the underwater camera. So, damn, he could film what he was finding down there
0: without James Cameron staying on the shoulders of Jacques Cousteau with his underwater uh, uh,
1: film photography. That's
0: awesome. He, he, wow.
1: Problem was Mm -hmm. at the time. I mean, this only comes hindsight, and now. Yeah. uh, But he, because he was an underwater explorer and like the first one, basically, because he 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 invented. Breathing underwater out of necessity, yeah, because he wanted to go down there. Yeah, yeah, to find a way to get down yeah. there. so that's awesome. Uh, after World War II, they used they were they they used it for like salvaging and this that the other. Yeah, uh, and uh, they also found uh, a lot of oil underneath the water. Oh, so yeah. like li- like they got they the Jacques Cousteau Foundation was basically funded by British
0: Petroleum. Because all of a sudden they had an interest down yeah, there. Uh-huh. They, yeah, that's funny.
1: So they found it all mm. for them and got paid very well for it. I mean, it funded all of the, you know, Jacques Cousteau stuff, all those literally award winning documentaries. I mean, he, his first documentary won a fucking Oscar,
0: won the Oscar. Interesting. Wow. Uh, all done with blood money, the Earth's blood money. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that's a fun detail uh, sounds like it's good
1: but no, yeah it was so good it's, it's on, uh, Disney on Disney Plus, Plus? Yeah, Shit. On, on the National Geographic part
0: you know what else on Disney Plus Ernest Saves Christmas guys watch it uh, what else we got
1: uh, I watched the season finale of Secession ooh
0: and it was good
1: happy with it happy yeah. with
0: it what is it season 3 uh huh yeah Yeah. Shh. I mean it's just
1: it, it's, it's more Secession
0: keeps doing its thing these goddamn you rich la- assholes is it funny is it sad maybe it's both
1: it's i mean it all depends on how you're looking at yeah. it if you're watching it as a dark comedy then it is hilarious mm-hmm. if you're watching it as a drama then it is one of the saddest things <laughs> you've ever seen yeah yeah <laughs> damn family turned itself apart so, for ceo status uh-huh uh, on uh i to, i mean i'm caught up on wheel of time Are you caught up on wheel of time i am
0: not that's the one thing i'm not caught up on okay. so tell me about it baby what do we got what do we got i mean it's good yeah I don't want to give any- this episode. Seven? I, I don't want to
1: give anything away, but you know, because the end of the last episode, they cut off. You get into that. The, they call them the, what the ways, I guess. Yeah,
0: the 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 uh, the pathway. Yeah. Where weren't they alluding to like um, like one breath is equal to like isn't isn't an aging thing I think, that's happening uh, in
1: there? Yeah, I think it's. Did they not it's, get into it in the next
0: episode? It's their kind of fantasy fucking. Wormholes, Which, I, again, it's like, this was done in the 90s, yeah. and books that I've read that have come out since then have their own version of these, like, to get from one place to another, you go through these crazy, like, doorways and stuff. Yes, yeah. that it's, like, magic it's like to an, open it's them. It's a different dimension. Mm-hmm. I mean, even
1: the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean, MCU doesn't use it, but X-Men, uh, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. he, that's how he teleports. He, he doesn't actually teleport from one spot in our... Our dimension, our dimension to another spot in our dimension. He actually teleports from our dimension to another dimension, moves through that dimension to another spot, and then pops up back in our dimension. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's so fun. that's fun. Yeah, that's a good time if you ask me. Um, yeah, we all time. So it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's more of the same. Man, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just uh, advancing they, characters yep. forward, advancing and ca- introducing some new things. Yep. And all, uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, all that stuff. Any uh, any further any clue as to who the dragon reborn is? Is it all of them? Don't is it the t- hive dragon? Don't want to talk about you it. Don't want to talk about that. Like, okay. Oh yeah, no problem. Maybe in a couple weeks we'll talk about it. When, the, when the, at the end of the season, at the end of the season we'll
1: talk, I mean, we'll talk about it. How many more episodes are there? I, I, I think mean, clear there's caught cause ten. Like some stuff goes on in this yeah, one. Yeah, so. I,
0: I think there's 10, 10 or twelve. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly, but we're not we're not that close to the end of the season just okay. yet. All right. Um. Okay. Wheel time episode seven. Right. I, I watched all of season two of Crossing Swords. Oh yes, that's the, that the like the wooden block.
1: It's the it's the wood block. Uh, Robot Chicken m- medieval style. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. They, they're just getting more ridiculous With, and more violent, and they have a slightly higher budget because they've got, like, wood monsters now. <laughs> 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 and it's a Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah, he's the voice.
0: He's the voice. The... But he's
1: doing an American thing, so you wouldn't know if was him. He's, it's just such
0: so an weird. American accent. So weird. Uh, is Idris Elba doing an American accent for Knuckles? I think he is. I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. So, he sounds American. It's like, you got a Idris Elba. You made him do an American accent? No. Uh, apparently they got they got person who did OG Tails to to reprise okay. Tails. So at least we got that going. If on. you say so. I, I I'm, I'm, not really, I'm not a second person. Neither, I mean I <laughs> played those games. I don't remember what Tails sounded like. Um I had the uh the expansion thing. Which game was it? Sonic Two? Where then he could flip the top of the cartridge and put another Sonic game in there. Then you could play Sonic Two but with Knuckles. Okay. Or with Tails. or something like that? Or some sort of weird cross game yeah. port thing that they had I don't know it was fun I'd say it was cool um, so Crossing Swords good yeah, yeah. thumbs up I mean if you, shit I mean, you watched the whole season yeah I is mean, it an
1: easy it, watch it's 30 minutes and it's like I said it's just like a 30, 30 minute animated wood style weird shit 6 episodes, 8, 10, 12 10 episodes
0: okay half hour each okay alright it's quick shit and if you're into medieval stuff that's yeah. Right. yeah
1: well cause it's like you know it's it's fantasy Mm-hmm. So you know dragons, shit like that, knights, yeah, weirdness. But it's but then it's, like I said, it's robot chicken, so it goes dark and gets
0: weird and bloody, and, and, and probably and, pretty quick and yeah. uh, like airplane style fast jokes, fast jokes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Hulu, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. See, I listen.
1: And then on <laughs> uh, on Apple Plus, I watched the first eight episodes of. There's a sci-fi show called Foundation.
0: Yes, which I want to be watching.
1: I should be watching. Should I be watching this? I mean, it's. It's definitely a big budget.
0: <laughs> it's, g- um, g- good acting. It's... Linda, Linda, Linda. Isaac Asimov. Yeah, but, yeah, I knew it was Asimov. But isn't it Damon Lindelof? I don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, I thought I thought it was for some reason. Uh, okay, well, you like
1: it? I mean, it's... it's. I mean, it's good. There's only, like, one notable actor. The, oh. guy, the guy who plays the main guy. This, okay. I mean, it's... It's, like... It's definitely way in the future. Okay. And so, so, so we're, talking, we're talking uh, like the Empire is run by an emperor mm-hmm. uh, in three phases of life. So they have clones in three different ages. Okay. And it's ruled by the dawn, the day, and the dusk. Okay. So it's like the, the, the old clone, the middle clone, and the young clone who, you know. Sure. And the middle clone is the final say, but they've got the other ones their brothers and so there's all this weird galactic clone bullshit there's religion versus science ooh. uh there's science as almost a religion because it's all based around this math problem that predicts the fall of the empire ooh that sounds fun it's told uh, it's told in weird storylines and people are getting like transported across giant spaces of time because mm-hmm. of how they're moving through space some of them have Warp drives. Some of them are just moving at whatever speed they're moving at, so it's taking them, you know, thirty years to get
0: places, Sure. which changes things. Yeah, because then time is going at its own relative, yeah. whatever, so, at the location that you're going to. You're so, coming yeah. from.
1: So, depending on the episode you're watching, you might be something watching something thirty years in the past, thirty years in the future, uh, what's going okay. on. So, it's kind of hard right. to. Uh, yeah. And with with the, with the whole clone situation. Mm-hmm. The three actors mm-hmm. that play the young, the middle and the old yeah. emperor. Yeah. None of them change their role, but technically their character changes because they're a different it's a different year. So they're yeah. they're in a different phase of their lives. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's the same actor. Because they because, because, the because the they clone. don't actually age. They're stuck in that whatever. Well no, no, look.
1: They, no, they 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 keep aging, but the way because they, they do it in like thirty year time spans. Yeah. The way these clones come up. Like, the actors don't change, but what character, what version of the Clone Emperor they uh, are. Oh, it so does. it's like version 1,
0: version 2, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. I
1: got you. because they're clones. Yeah, because they're all clones, so they, clones. they all look the same. It's like
0: Barbra be Bichons. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, it's weird. All right. it's. right. I'm not sure if it's great, but it's good.
0: Okay. All right, Apple... Plus Apple giving Plus. you the i mean, it's—they're uh, it, good spend, but not great. They're spending a lot of money on this fucking show. I'll they're spending right. a lot of money overall over there. That's, so, that's for sure. Uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch that. I need to watch that in the Ted Lasso. I mean, uh, you um, watch and then Mythic Quest. So you already yeah. watched, right? These are all things that we're going to be reviewing more in-depthly on Patreon next month. I watched the first eight
1: episodes of Foundations. There's only two left in the season. So. Okay, so you're almost done with am Almost. So, around those Okay.
0: Shit. Season. One. It's going
1: to some weird places. It's fun. I mean, it's no Raised by Wolves, which
0: is coming back soon. Can't wait. I think a couple months here, it'll be back on. Yeah.
1: For some reason, I'm Raised
0: by Wolves. Hit. I thought was.
1: I think it's better. I think yeah. It's, I think it's because it's a higher concept, and they're
0: pulling it off like a, they pulled it off like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. When when it ended, I was like, what? Yeah. Giant. <laughs> s-
1: flying. <laughs>
0: snake thing. Eel. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. That's gonna be awesome.
1: But yeah, no, it's it, it's fun. Yeah. It's interesting. It's right. it's.
0: I mean, it's pretty good sci-fi. So
1: okay, I'll,
0: I'm. I'll take pretty good sci-fi for sure. I'll take pretty good sci-fi. Uh, all right. Anything else? Shit, no, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. All right. Perfect time. We're gonna take a break. We're right at the half. Guys, we're gonna come back with um the uh voted by uh the people who I did not ask and didn't give me the results. The best recurring podcast segment of 2021 that's right it's what? coming back for the second half nope you'll find out when we come back plus we have uh, some facebook comments that we're gonna read uh and answer some questions and then a whole bunch of uh, not that many but we have some stories so <clears throat> i need a drink you ready yes okay gentlemen we are back with the second half of episode 467 of cinema chris producer how's it going, you guys having fun you enjoy yourselves what are you drinking i'm having my mm. ah. In a it's turtle's glass and hey, my ninja turtle's glass isn't that a cool glass huh? heroes and a half shuttle yeah. turtle power it's old turtles it's my favorite turtles it's the 90s cartoon. And they already did a Turtleverse movie a few years ago where these turtles met like the, the early two thousands turtles, met the modern turtles, and they're all, all making fun of the eighties turtles. All animated. Mm mm-hmm. an animated movie thing. Came out a couple years ago. Cool. Oh boy. Enough multiverse shit, Christ almighty. Well, it's the new hot thing, Chris. Yeah, I know. We are getting it for a while now. The uh, cinema chrismadiso at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll read it on the show. But he didn't email us, so we won't read it. Facebook Cinema Chris Mediso group. I leave a comment slash question thread post for people where they can leave their comments and or questions and our reviews, and then we'll read them like this.
1: Uh, Joshua Brutal Jewel gets that. Yes. What's up, Josh? Uh, what PG or P- what? What? <laughs> Which PG thirteen or PG movie would you make rated R if you could? Oh boy! Oh boy! I want. I'm, I'm going to say this until someday it I'm, it manifests. Mm-hmm. I want your and Bill's remake of Gremlins, but rated R.
0: Oh yes! Uh, no, uh, the prequel. prequel, the prequel. But it has to be rated R. Yeah, All right. for sure, it has to be rated R. Must be rated R. Yeah, I want that as well. That's what I want. Um. how about uh? what's this Constantine oh yeah it already a is rated R, R but like make it a real rated yeah, R movie yeah cause it's like it kinda pulls its punches you know yeah. Like, come on uh-huh. this could be better
1: that was yeah, I, was, I that, that was be fantastic I Am Legend should be rated R I mean yeah that
0: would uh, that would have changed the whole fucking movie it's Been so much better Agreed. if the stakes were real yeah uh any of those big budget movies where it's like there's violence, but they don't show it. Cowboys and Aliens. That could have been a fun but, rated R oh, movie. Oh,
1: that could have been a... would have made no money, but man. Yeah. It would have been a
0: fucking cult classic. I don't think <laughs> it did make money, so it's a break even then. You know, fuck <laughs> it. Let's, let's, hindsight's 2020. Let's go back and <laughs> let's make this an R-rated uh, blood fest. Um, any movie, I think, will benefit from... Being rated R. Yeah. That's a violence... Get some blood in there. Let's, let's get it live-action rated R Bambi. Yes. <laughs> let's see the the mom's head get blown off. what's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Mom! <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um Yeah, anything like that. That's fine any of these comic book movies make them all Spider-Man rated ooh, R you almost got James Cameron's Radar Spider-Man where Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson were gonna fuck on the top of like Empire State Building or some but, shit it, and, yeah You're on top of a
1: bridge that sounds like fun mm-hmm. I mean give me a rated R fucking Batman movie on any day
0: yeah we're with always, some real
1: fucking stakes we're
0: always like on the cusp of a rated R Batman we're getting the darkest hardest PG-13 possible let's see Batman like stitching up his wounds personally you know actually he did it a little bit in The Dark Knight but uh, just wasn't um, yeah. I'm with the camera Like showing the flappy skin Gross Joshua Josh I also
1: got Back at us What up Josh You got Welcome back uh, As 2022 fast approaching us What do you think is going to happen With the biggest film Of next
0: year Avatar 2
1: I don't know maybe
0: i uh, you clearly you're talking about Avatar 2 Right I guess Is that big... coming out next year Next Christmas Okay well then That's definitely going to be The biggest movie Oh man $300 million opening weekend. If the marketing is good enough, can they do it? Maybe. We just saw... Is
1: it, I mean, we just saw 250
0: $250 for this. 257 ish $260? Well, that's number one. Number one's Endgame. That's like $270? Two, a mean, 270 range? Yeah. I mean, if it, if it looks good enough, people will see it. If it looks good enough and it promises. And then also, it's like 3D. People pay that upcharge. No. More so than people pay it for... These Avengers movies, so we're having a higher average ticket price for Avengers of Avatar 2 versus the Avengers movies. Man, $300 million opening weekend. Will Cameron do it again? Will, will he top himself? Will you do it for again. The, like the third time? Will, will he top himself again? Again. It's hard to top yourself. You gotta have a long ass dick.
1: Well, and that, and he has to invent so
0: many new, new technologies. Yes. Asshole. Yeah, you know, you know how hard it is to get a boner, but then to go that way and then get inside <laughs> yourself, top yourself. You know how hard it is. Power bottom for myself. I won't be my own power bottom. You say so Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think it's physically possible. I don't think that.
0: it is either, but we'll figure it out. I'll, 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 I'll put it on my uh, my uh, f- my fans only. Cromella got at us. What up, Cromella?
1: Uh, Drew, if I gave you two hundred dollars and you have to spend all of it on Chris for Christmas, you can't buy him any movie-related products or video games. What do you buy him? Ditto, Christopher Drew. Uh. So if I had, so it can't be movie-related.
0: Oh, I'd buy you. It can or, or video game-related. I'd get. I would have. Uh, for either of us, I get you a like a, a nice framed piece of art. I wouldn't just give you a print. I give it to you in a frame. Yeah, and that'd, be, that'd be an easy two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also easy—it uh, comes to mind right away. You like art? That's, that's what true. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just give you—I would just give you a like gift card to
1: True or something. <laughs> just <to mind. laughs> can they do that? Do they have gift cards? <laughs> like here's two hundred dollars to go buy marijuana stuff. Like, go, right. go buy
0: some medicine, okay, buddy. This helps. Now, this is very helpful, actually. Thank you very much. I'll take it. All right, there we go. Art, art, and drugs. Art, and, art, and drugs. Come out of, like you can appreciate that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody can. Yeah, that's why you guys are listening. We're all in this together, baby. Do we have any tea in the audience? If you are a tea what's oh what's wow! Your, if you are why? a tea what's I, your? I don't want to know why. No, my question like, is, my seriously. question is, if you are a tea what's your drug of choice? Is it marijuana? Is it caffeine? What are you doing to get through today? day? Yeah. Billy, he's a tea isn't he? I, I mean, I'm. I yeah, I don't, I don't think he drinks at all. Yeah, I don't think he's had a drink in like a decade no. at this point. But he's, he's done other stuff. That's what I mean, I'm saying. I want to know,
1: I, I know the person who has been sober their whole life. Oh, just, That's pure, who I know. just pure
0: sober? Yeah. I don't think they'll listen to this show.
1: <laughs> That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I, I want to know that person. I don't think they'll listen know the to the to Fuck that is. And I, I don't uh, know why.
0: Yeah, why are you so <laughs> uptight? <laughs> your life is that good? No. No way your life is that good. Ron gets at us. Oh, Ron. What's up, Ron? the best
1: does spider-man deserve an oscar the answer is yes <laughs> that's him that's not you no, no that's what he's saying okay that's what he's saying okay I'm just ta- I'm so he's just- answering his answer is own question his answer, yeah okay cool the is Yes. okay uh so wheel of time how you like in the reveal also the actor playing the man left after that episode they filmed it in no one is saying why he left and they had to change the script rapidly and a new actor in season two.
0: What? So someone got me to it off the set of a wheel time, I okay, guess. Apparently. Maybe they got a no assholes policy. We're going to act all like all an asshole. Right. We're going to kick you out of all here. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's we'll interesting. That's interesting.
1: Uh, I hope you saw Spider-Man in the full in full in a full theater the fullest theater ron Tumble is having a blast and the energy in that experience
0: the theater was so full i wore a mask
1: the theaters is from dead all of young people but maybe i'm just an l.a bougie
0: no l.a theaters have been fuller for sure for longer already but uh over here in bumfuck Orlando, yeah they get filled up quick
1: uh what country would you like to celebrate new year's even i am going to try japan next year
0: whoa ron uh, be wary of racism. They, they hate Americans and black people in Japan. I think he's already been once. Has he? Have you been? Well, if you've been shit, then he knows. Then he knows. I'm not telling you nothing you already know, buddy. SBK went, so that, I got stories from him. Yeah. He told him on the show about, like, he, him and his girlfriend at the time straight up walked into, like, a little sushi place, and they're like, Oh, no, you go. Get out. They kicked him out. And he was like, I just want some sushi. Um... Yeah, we saw in a the full theater. Full theater. Wasn't there another question? So, there? So, yeah, where, where, the where would you theater, want to spend New Year's Eve? Spend New Year's Eve in a foreign country. Yeah.
1: What country would you like to spend New Year's Eve in? Man, well, doesn't I, have to be
0: foreign. You, you can pick the United oh, I States. I could pick the United States. Yeah, United States is a country. Uh, <laughs> Canada is a country. Mexico yeah. is a country. I, uh, I mean, where would you want to spend New, like, New Year's Eve? Like 10 years ago, I could have done an uh, Amsterdam. I would still, I Eve. would still do it. You'll still do it.
1: it because it, I wouldn't spend it doing the fucking New Year's Eve thing. I would just do my thing. I would just be in Amsterdam again. That's all I want. You would just be in Amsterdam <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. See,
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you want to be somewhere special that's like known for New Year's Eve shit, but I don't even like going out at all on New Year's. I like it. I, I like staying no, home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so. crazy assholes out there on the road. Yeah.
1: I, do this I mean, I'm shit. just saying if if I was in Amsterdam there would be more of a chance of me being out past midnight on New Year's Eve.
0: It'd also be That's very, very cold though, so maybe fuck that.
1: Oh, I am think <laughs> about that. So dude. maybe fuck that. Middle of January. Uh, uh,
0: New Year's Eve in the Bahamas, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a trop- tropical New Year's is always
0: fine. That sounds like that sounds fun to me actually. Tropical New Year's, son. Thanks, Ron. You're awesome.
1: Um and Encanto on Disney Plus on December 24th.
0: Woot. Let- oh, Ron, is Ron still going? L- let, let's do a stream watch LOL. Excuse me. Um I did see that uh yeah, Encanto's already coming to D+ next week. Um Christmas Eve apparently. Okay. Shit, maybe uh, maybe that's going to be a Christmas day watch with the with the parents. With the fams. Yeah, that could g- be a g- good Get Christmas all the feels. Day. That's why they put it out on fucking <laughs> Christmas Eve. These goddamn Disney marketing geniuses, I hate them. Also, Coda on Apple Plus is good. Okay. Okay, we'll add it to a list of shows that Ron would like us to check out. That's the reason we're even on Apple Plus now. Thanks to Ron for the Patreon. And Chris, yeah. play Hades if you like roguelike games. I, I don't even know what a roguelike is, even though I've heard the term now for a while on video game podcasts that I ironically listen to. Having having not been a hardcore gamer at all for years,
1: it's it's third person, so you you get to see the whole character. Okay, it's raised up a little higher. Okay, Uh, but it's basically it's kind of like Zelda. Okay, it's it's like less puzzly though and more action oriented, but it's still it's that kind of view.
0: Okay, I'm fine with that. I like that view. What's the name of the game?
1: It's called Hades. It won a bunch of awards. Hades, but it's not But it's not Hades. It's Hades. I, it's Haiti. It's about, it's about the god of the underworld. H-A- H-A-D- Hades.
0: Uh You know about this game? Yeah, I'm aware of it. Uh, have you played
1: it? Uh, no, I played the uh, the studio who made it. I've played their other games. Are you into
0: these type of games, roguelike games?
1: Uh, yes and no. It depends on the game. Well, see that that's the thing. It's, it 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 has become a certain type of game. Like, yes, it is like you know the platformer or the this or the that. Like yeah, it's
0: a genre. It's a style it, game.
1: It, exactly. If you're not. For me, if I'm not into the quote-unquote story or the character design or the whatever, like I'm not just gonna play any of these fucking games, because sure. like, then you you, you would just
0: play them all. There's too many. Yeah. 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 It's like I I don't just watch any movie. There's too many. Yeah. You gotta. I have to have some sort of filter. There's got to be exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. But shit, Hades. All right, Hades gets a recommendation. Yeah. If it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's a, probably on the Xbox Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. Yeah. If it's in the if it's in the Game Pass, I'll get into it. Uh, apparently. Uh, Matrix Awakens got downloaded, uh, so I maybe maybe have to put Yakuza Zero aside for a second.
1: Well, I don't think.
0: I mean, when does it, it's out, it's out, it's downloaded. We got it. The uh, Matrix Awakens yeah, the but, game. Yeah, but when, it, it, it might not, not let
1: you play it until a certain time. Oh, because it's it actually it, available. Is it actually? I
0: was at a quote pre-order type of thing. Yeah, what yeah, you yeah. Mean. Well, look, thing. I think like, I think it came out. I think it was cause, released cause, like to play last week. Because it'll. I know that there was. Beta
1: on it, but like I think that was maybe like invite. I don't know. Oh man, but I don't know if it's out yet because hmm. I think it has to do, like ties like, into this movie exactly. So I, I think it's going to either be simultaneous or as close as they can, so there aren't like spoilers and shit. Yeah, yeah
0: sure, sure, that's that's fair. So well, hopefully in the next but, week but apparently or two, the game is amazing, is it? Hopefully in the next week or two, I will have confirmation, uh, and I will I will play and let you know. Um, I'm enjoying having the. Uh, Video games back in my life. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how much my uh, welcome, my st- welcome the future, Chris. We'll see how much my special lady likes it.
1: Uh, oh, she's, I mean, unless she likes you watching it, she's not gonna.
0: Do so yeah, no, I mean, we haven't gotten. there. I mean, she's fine with just falling asleep on me. So yeah, I mean, there are there there are some... as, as long as she's comfortable
1: and we're like physically yeah. together, I think she's fine. Yeah, I mean, those Telltale games are fun and they're just they're, they're point and click adventures. Well, so... shit, that
0: Yakuza Zero is practically and click. It's just telling you a story and then every now and then you, you come fight. up against like delinquents or hooligans and then the X, 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 a, X, 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 Y, Y, movie, y, y movie, X... Movie. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the, the fighting. X X yeah. X X X, and then the and then the talking is A A A. That's it. Movie, movie, hey, movie. Cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. Yeah. Okay, find the phone booth so I can save. <laughs> so I have to do all this shit again, guys. It's back! Time for Chris Reed's Entertainment Weekly on a monthly basis. On a monthly basis, so you don't have to. That's right. Entertainment Weekly is here. Speaking of Matrix, there's Carrie Ann Moss and Gary. It's yeah, looking in, in their fifties. Mid- I know at- it's a photo shoot and their makeup and but whatever. Both of them looking great. They look so like- good. They, they, they both look great they both look sexy um, they both aged well they both have aged well they're taking care of themselves and we'll be talking about them in a minute as I get to I will uh, point out a couple things from that feature article but yes I got another Entertainment Weekly I flipped through most of it I read through most of it here are a couple of things that I'll tell you guys about so you don't have to bother with this shit a page on Nicholas Cage's The Unbearable Wait. that yeah, I saw the trailer it looks awesome massive talent it does look uh, it's very meta it looks better than <clears throat> expected yeah. for sure that is for sure uh, here's Nick Cage he says it's an invented version of Nick Cage uh, the character is feeling unfulfilled and contending with the rejection that can happen so often in a small town that is Hollywood it's a, it's a Nick Cage variant yes yes it's not me he continues I'm feeling pretty good about things <laughs> Do you, do you
1: have any idea how many movies I've been in the last exactly, five years? Exactly, yeah. No, he's
0: pumped. Um, so, in the movie, the film's in The Cage accepts a million dollars to attend the birthday party of a crime boss and a cage superfan named Javi, who is uh, Mando's Pedro Pascal. Good for him. And um, and apparently, this is Cage. They're both cinephiles, so they're having wonderful conversations about the cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Paddington 2. <laughs> Very funny. Um, this is one we talked about this recently where Tiffany Haddish is in this movie as a CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she talked about working with him in the movie and where she was, they were doing scenes and she would just be staring at him like, this, this cage, Then yeah. she would like forget to do, like, do her lines and stuff because she was just like, shit, I'm so nervous. Oh, and then also she had to, because she had to confess to him that her first orgasm happened while she got finger blasted in a screening of face-off. Oh, uh, damn, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, when she <laughs> orgasms, she looking at the screen and it was like a close-up of Nick Cage's face. Yeah, so that, that did some psychological stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently in the movie, he pulls, here is Nick Cage pulls double duty where he plays Nick and uh, Nicky, a younger, wild-at-heart-era version of the actor and figment of his imagination. Well, he's got the lanky long hair. He's just constantly writing Nick about his career choices. I wasn't too excited about the idea of playing myself, but when Tom sent me the script, Nicky reminded me a little of Jerry Lewis's Buddy Love in The Nutty Professor. I always admire what he did with that movie. For me, Nicky steals the show. Uh, for us, Buddy Love is the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. and that is one of the better moments of the yeah. movie where he gets to play the Buddy Love character. Um,
1: it's like Stefan Cal.
0: Yes We love that shit So he's gonna get To do a bit of that In this movie it looks fun I'm into it Like me. Gotta work on that It's the map The map is in the book It's hard It's, gotta, it's a very specific Which is in the monument It's in the monument We gotta go to the monument It's hard I'm working on it um, Look at this restaurant Look how cool This restaurant looks I mean, yeah, it looks nice. looks like a cool, like, 70s, 80s, all red, stained glass, red booth restaurant. Yeah. This restaurant does not exist anymore. Okay. It's a set. Um, this is a recreation of a place called Tail Odekok. Tale mm-hmm. Um It was a staple of Hollywood 70s and 80s uh, uh, yeah. nights out. Definitely 70s. And um, apparently Paul Thomas Anderson, whose dad was in voiceover work, Often found himself with his younger sister, uh, like sleeping in these boots while their parents had like this long night dinner night. Though, do you remember that when you were a kid? Did that happen to you? What go out to dinner with like end up at that steak and ale or some shit some quote adult restaurant that's not McDonald's. Then <laughs> you're sitting there and they're talking and you're like, oh my god, this is so boring. Fall asleep? Yeah. No. End up playing with the uh, the plastic sword that might come in. A... Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. <laughs> in yeah. A cheap dish and yeah. a cheap and yeah. uh, a, uh, a cheap drink or yeah, something. with yeah. that all the time. Oh my god. Um, so, they recreated this restaurant for this movie, Licorice Pizza. And um, this is a weird quote here, talking about the menu. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, quote, You had prime rib, mashed potatoes, Yorkshire pudding with gravy, showing temples for the kids. But so he's describing the kind of restaurant it is. But for the licorice pizza shoot, the vegan director had a food artist fake it, the healthiest food ever served at the cock. Quote. This is, um, this quote is from Florencia Martin the production designer follow me on this one they had this amazing pork chop that was all vegan but looked exactly like a steak so pork chop
1: a vegan pork chop that looks like a steak
0: yeah and I'm supposed to be impressed Th-
1: those are three completely different things <laughs> what the hell happened here <laughs> what
0: got lost in translation no a vegan pork chop that looks like a steak vegan pork chop steak anyway go. Here we recreated the restaurant um, and e- they made fake food. And then they fake the food. And then they fake the vegan food. The um, EW <clears throat> got a new a uh, editor, like layout person, uh, a few a few months ago. I'm um, liking their new layout. I'm enjoying it. They've been doing this thing. We pointed out last month also where they do one page on the look uh, of people's wardrobes in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, last month was actually The Matrix. Mm-hmm. This month, it's um, Joel Coleman's The Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay, So we got a, a big shot of Francis McDermott there in that. Right? Not, not long uh, apparently, Joe Cohen was like, "I want to make Frances look as beautiful as she's ever looked in a movie." Idea with no. her outfit, and then Denzel up there in the corner oh, as, uh, as oil uh, as the big bath. Uh, It's a black and white movie, no. like these pictures show. Here is the um, uh, the costumer, Mary Zofries hmm, relied on texture rather than color to create depth. Uh, As Beth ascends, quote, we move into materials that are more reflective and have a sheen, she explains. Uh, The kingly cape is dotted with stars made in a fabric from Valentino. Oh, my God. And and chosen, in part, to mirror one of the film's shots of the night sky. Uh, And the same thing with McDormand's characters, where her character, as her character evolves throughout the movie, it's... uh, as opposed to the coloring thing through your lines. Texture. Texture. Shades. Like so, it's cool. Looking forward to it. Should be good. Should be pretty, pretty. Pretty good. Um, so there is a, a Netflix movie coming out called The Lost Daughter. And it's Maggie Hall's directorial debut. Okay. Here's a full shoot. There we go we got in there gyllenhaal uh dakota fanning olivia coleman jesse buckley who was in that charlie kaufman movie and then some lady that i don't know damn Garro, the, the magra Okay. A- anyway so all these ladies are in this thing called lost daughter and it's a netflix movie and i think it's getting pretty good reviews and gyllenhaal is the director Oh, maybe managing look, John Hall can direct. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, hell, if this works for her, good for her. <laughs> <clears throat> they shot the movie in the in, in Greece on a Greek island. Here's the question: Shooting it all on this tiny Greek island was a last-minute pandemic pivot, correct? John Hall. Yeah. Originally, it was an American woman in an unnamed Eastern Seaboard town, a cotton candy and lobster rolls type vibe. We wanted to shoot in Jersey. Impossible during the pandemic. There was Nova Scotia they didn't want us and then one day oh how about Greece uh, Olivia Coleman. Uh, the whole island was a bubble and all the islanders were our extras so when we weren't filming you'd go to any shop and they'd be like hi I was in your film that's pretty funny mm-hmm. um, Buckley says uh, they go swimming after they would rap Hall says me and Jesse just keep finding each other after work in the ocean and uh this other word, it? So they so
1: they made a movie on a Greek island I love, I love in, in complete isolation and said they had an awesome time doing it. Go figure! Yeah. <clears throat> good for them. I'm sure good the I, I'm sure the island was happy, they just got a fucking
0: bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> God, well, they needed it. That's why they were yeah. like, Yes. Nova Scotia was like, no, we're good. Yeah. And Greece was like, Yes, please. God. Please come get us. Uh, moving on now to the next uh, segment here talking some Matrix stuff I do like this Matrix photo shoot yeah, yeah. Cool. keep it, up. go up on the wall oh yeah it's going in the box it's going in the box uh, okay, here we go, here's what I pulled from the Matrix article uh, specifically it's actually about um, in the trailer she's the blue haired lady mm-hmm. she's played by an actress whose name is Jessica Henwick um Jessica Henwick had her own Leap of Faith, best known for playing Nymeria Sand on Game of Thrones and Colleen Whig, Wing on Iron Fist. No one knows. I didn't watch Harkis. No one knows. No one watched Iron Fist. Either. And I
1: can't remember all the people
0: that from Game of Thrones. Yeah. All the minor people. Guys. I, was, I barely remember that Pedro Pascal's in there. Exactly. And he did <laughs> like seven or eight episodes. Um, She was up for a role in Marvel's Chong Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. At the same time, she was up for the role of, in this movie, Matrix, the role of Bugs. Both Disney and Warner Brothers knew about the other offer and gave her an ultimatum. She could only audition for their movie, audition, she could only audition for their movie if she forfeited the competing project. Neither role was guaranteed. She says, it was a red pill, a blue pill moment for me. Uh, obviously you chose Matrix and then you got, the got the work um, Henrik sees Bugs as the audience's eyes into Resurrections which is how one might look at all of the actors new to the Matrix Yahya Abdul-Mateen II credits Keanu Reeves for quote pushing us and setting the standard for the work um, also Jonathan Groff this guy um, where were would you know John the from anything? When I say John the you know what I'm talking about? Really. In the trailer, he's the white guy who goes, you, We're going back to the Matrix. He's I, that guy I, in the suit at the very, very. Him. You don't recognize him? Um, I only recognize him from uh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He, he, he plays King George, I think, whoever the King George was at the time. Um, in like a scene stealing, he has small bits throughout Hamilton and he fucking. Kills it in this show that's like designed to showcase all these black and brown actors and actresses and does a good job doing it this fucking white guy comes in and steals it it's crazy <laughs> It's crazy, but it's fine he's good um, so he's in this movie Jonathan Groff quote Keanu taught me so much about the agreement of two people to hit each other but not hurt each other that's funny um, he's a Broadway guy Quote, when our fight was over, I felt deeply connected to him in a physical way, end quote. It's not lost on Groff, who came out publicly as gay in 2009, that he's involved in such an action-heavy movie when queer people have not largely been welcomed into that space. That's another testament to Wachowski, who brought back many crew members from 8, a series that prominently featured LGBTQ stories while welcoming new faces to her queer episode. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's not like, yeah, we are all the gay action heroes? Yeah. Like, like, who you fucking shouldn't matter. Like, you should still be a little badass. And, no. like, and women are allowed to be bisexual or gay. Atomic blonde, right? All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But yeah. we're, we're our gay men action heroes. That's fair. I think that's very fair.
1: So that's Dudes, a- you're freaked out by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight dudes. Straight oh. dudes, you're like, no. I don't want to see Arnold.
0: Imagine Arnold. Like, I'm going to kiss this man now.
1: I still mean, Stallone just make out in the middle of an action okay, movie.
0: Okay, Hey, you know what's pretty good? <laughs> this guy's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, uh, oh, this is uh, actually here. So the, the, the story framing of this article is about Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss getting together for this photo shoot. Keanu Reeves literally is like Apparently, he works in Jordan for eight months doing John Wick 4. He gets off the plane from John Wick 4 and goes straight to the studio to do this uh, photo shoot, which he doesn't even like doing photo shoots. He's tired. It's all in him. But then Carrie Ann Moss is there, and they, they're bonding. It's helping him get through the shoot. Like, that's like the framing device of this article. Um, you can almost kind of see here in this picture that they yeah. chose of the two of them. and how Yeah, he looks tired. He's doing, like, <laughs> he's doing tired, sad Keanu. Yeah. And she's just radiant. Um, So this is the last paragraph. Um, After all these years, it's still a flavor we can't get enough of, meaning Trinity and Neo together. Before Moss and Reeves change into their next outfits for the photo shoot, they slip away, catching up on each other's lives since making Resurrections. They push through the studio's back exit, flooding the room with afternoon sunshine. Fans of the film might immediately think of the Door of Light, a portal Neo would use to slip into the digital back door of the Matrix. But that's not quite it. They're taking a cigarette break, a crew member says. In this universe, even the most casual of exits looks cool. Because, there's no- because they're smoking. And <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, okay, here we go. Last thing I want to point out 22 reasons they're excited for 2022. I'm not going to say all 22 things, but there are some things on here. The number one thing is the arrival of Avatar 2. I mean, yeah. And it gets a full a few pages on it and also some interesting images like here speaking of underwater photography and Jacques Cousteau what if we showed Jacques Cousteau that motion capture underwater photography yeah he'd be he'd be fucking thrilled like yeah dude this is what you birthed man with your dirty oil money yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so Avatar 2 is number one on this list of 22 things
1: thank British Petroleum
0: Thank you, British Petroleum. Uh, number two is uh, Avril Lavigne is back with her seventh album. Holy shit! Number three, Bell Airs' Fresh Prince Reboot. Number four, Chewy. our oh boy Chewie. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca? No. Chewie Tell Me Four. Before. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, he is directing. Uh, he's already directed um, a couple things before, I believe. Oh, I'm thinking of David Oyelowo. Yeah, I'm thinking of David Oyelowo. This may be his first thing. It's a TV adaptation of the uh, of the. Um, Uh, uh, What's his name? David Bowie movie, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Okay. And it's coming to. What do you even say? Showtime. Ugh. (laughs) Sorry. Gonna miss it. Got too many streamers already. Andrew's gonna be too busy. I think maybe catch up on BKV's saga.
1: I mean, yeah. Were you reading saga? Is it restarting? Saga's coming back, baby. It's been a while. I mean, that's that's the thing with comic books. He's. People go off and do their things, and exactly. sometimes
0: they take breaks. That's long the that issue number 55 arrives January twenty-six. Okay, cool. So I still got to wait, like, another year before I get to a <laughs> for me, But it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. BKB is back, my friend. <clears throat> they're doing, speaking of Macbeth, they're doing Macbeth on Broadway. Uh, this is number seven. It's Daniel Craig and Ruth Nega. Okay. I fucking seen that. That's really cool. Um, Halo coming to TV. Caramel Plus. Not watch it. <laughs> if we get some more Patreon monies and we can afford a pa- Paramount Plus subscription, then then we'll start but, reviewing the Halo TV show. Yeah, but we need we need some of you fuckers to sign up. <laughs> Pay for my streaming services. Come on, you shits. Um, there's a WeWork movie coming out. Of Kristen course. Stewart's doing her version of Rear Window. Um. Uh, they mentioned the Jlo rom-com with Owen Wilson that's coming out. Oh, what year is this? Exactly. <laughs> she was the queen of the rom-com for a minute there, but she's back. Back February 2022. And also Jack Reacher TV show. I saw that. Where it's not. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going big
1: man Jack Reacher, yeah. not Tom we're, Cruise. Yeah, we're going is
0: Tom Reacher. We're going back. We're going Reacher. a book accurate Tom Reacher. Tom Reacher. Jack Reacher. <laughs> it's Tom a, Cruise, Jack Reacher. It's a stupid name. But it's coming. It's coming to TV. It's coming to. What does he say? Paramount Plus! Yeah, these things are all still gonna Amazon Prime.
1: Okay, so I'll never watch it.
0: Amazon Prime! Uh, And number 22 is uh, Jurassic World, who gives a shit. I do not. Who gives a fucking shit?
1: I mean, at this point in time, I really don't care. I don't even, did, I, did I see the last one?
0: I'm not even. I don't even know. Did you? I, I know I did. But did you? I'm not sure if I did. With the Indominus Rex. Which one was that? The big, the big, uh, scary one. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, dinosaurs. Come on. There was a shot of the brontosaurus being consumed by the smoke and flames on the island as it burned. In the distance, it was a weirdly sad shot. I don't remember. It's a weird movie, man. I don't like your power remember. It's weird. It's weird and bad. I don't like it. Um... That's it. Chris read entertainment weekly. So you didn't have to hope you guys um, feel good about that. Oh my God. We're right on time. Here we go. Let's get into some news. You ready for this? Sure. Follow me on this story path. This is pretty funny. So sex in the city has a new show. Um, it's a sequel show. Okay. And it's called specifically, um, what's it called? It's got a weird name that like, I don't like called, uh, and, and that, and now, and now you have it or, and that's the thing. Okay. um, I'm pulling up right here here we go the name of the show is sexual Pre- no that's not it um god why is it just like right there on the top I hate this shit and just like that what a terrible title okay and just, just like, like that is the name of the new sexist just called sex so on the show and just like that in the very first episode it, it we're catching up with our ladies three of our four ladies from sex and city. Because uh, Kim Charles like, fuck you assholes. And okay. um, Chris Noth... Right, he is Mr. Big on the show. If you say so. I do. Mr. Law and he's Law and Order to me. Law and Order, Mr. Law and oh. Order is Mr. Big. And Mr. Big is with Mr., uh, Mrs. Uh, Matthew Roderick. Okay. All right, so Jessica Parker, her character. So on the very first episode of the show, she, her character goes to so like, I'm going to go to the store. And he's like, I'm going to go do my Peloton bike ride. And he gets on his Peloton and he does his bike ride with his favorite instructor. And then he has a heart attack and he dies. Okay. And then she comes home and finds him dead. Okay. Oh my God big everyone's crying that Mr. Uh Big is dead Uh, Peloton then releases an ad that they co-produced with like Ryan Reynolds fucking production company showing Chris Noth like oh he's like it's a Peloton thing he's in a Peloton ad right Um, so then that comes out there now Chris Noth got himself in the the little extra bump there notoriety his face is everywhere and it triggers a couple of young women or women who when they were young uh, claim that they were straight up raped by Chris Noth. Straight up. Wow. Just raped. Goddamn. Yes. And they're like, all this stuff, plus, you know, the empowerment of Me Too and uh-huh. the environment that we're in. We've I feel now I can safely speak out and be like, this guy did this to me. Two several women have done this. Um, Peloton quickly yanked that ad. Ryan Reynolds, like, scrubbed it off all of his social media, <laughs> or his team did scrub yeah. it off all the social media stuff. So uh, Chris Noth went from, like, I'm back, baby, to uh, you were rapist. Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> You a straight-up rapist oh. in a week. Sucks for him. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks for him. <laughs> that piece of shit. Uh, speaking of pieces of shit, Army Hammer uh-huh. uh, apparently just left rehab like a week ago. Okay. He's been I- in Orlando since May. Yeah, in rehab. How have we? We Had that we not, we should have found him. We should have found him. Maybe he was the one that's right over here. I mean, maybe, but he, I
1: mean, it costs a lot of money. And the like, one that's over here next well, to the uh, oh, the I Ford D- Lee that's, Road. That's not a rehab place. That's
0: a retirement place. No, oh, yeah, the science is retirement, but no way. <laughs> you see the people walking in and out of there. Yeah. That's not a retirement place. Poor older people. <laughs> no, 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 Drew. No, no, they have issues. The um, yeah, he's uh, he left rehab. He's actually back in the Cayman Islands, and uh, it seems like it, he may be reuniting with his wife. So. Maybe, maybe maybe this rich, maybe this rich legacy white guy will get his shit together and and live the the happy life that was laid out for him. I was about to say that he didn't have all he had to do was like accept his rich happy life. Crazy piece of shit. Uh, Mega Man adaptation coming to Netflix. No word on whether it's live action or animated. Well, I mean, they just canceled the live action Cowboy Bebop, so I wouldn't see a live action Mega Man coming out. Animated Mega Man makes sense, so it's coming to Netflix. You excited? I mean, maybe. Who cares, right? It's just Mega Man. Yeah. But does he still have games? Are you still
1: making Mega Man games? I have no idea. I left after, like, Mega Man X14. Jesus! <laughs> well, no. Like I played Mega Man X. I think I played Mega Man X2.
0: Damn, really? I think I stopped after Mega Man 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Nintendo. Like, 8-bit was the last time I played Mega, no, Mega I Man. No, I played
1: Mega Man on the Super Nintendo. I didn't go any further than that. Okay. So, yeah.
0: All right, fair. Um aforementioned J Lo romcom Marry Me with uh Owen Wilson. Two sub trailer for that. Wow, yeah, we did. Wow. He's like, Wow, she wants to marry me. Wow. Um That will be coming out simultaneously in theaters and on Peacock. So sorry, J Lo for your uh box office dollars. I mean But people will be watching that shit at home. I, unless she got a check from Peacock too. It must have worked out ahead of time. All that stuff has to be worked out ahead of time now. Um. Well, now I can watch this movie from the cover of my home without being embarrassed to be seen in the theater buying the ticket for uh, "Marry Me." <laughs> like, yes, I'm here to see the J.Lo rom com. Oh wow! Wow! Oh. Wow! Um, Anna De Armas and Ben Affleck have a movie called Deep Water, which got pulled from theatrical uh, schedules and just got picked up for streaming. Um. Deep Water, where is it here? Come out 2022 January. Oh, it was supposed to come out January 14, but it got yanked. And now it's come out on Hulu. Okay. Uh, and, this, and this is the movie in which um, we talked about, it, I think, a week ago when a friend of she got yanked. And Anna de Armas plays, uh, they're in a loveless marriage. And uh, they have a deal where she can have taken on lovers, right? But then he gets jealous, apparently, and her lover starts showing up dead. So it's like, oh, what's happening? Um, and obviously, it's a movie where they were. They started fucking. Yeah. They fucked for a while. They had a good uh, pandemic fuck spree, you know, and then they broke up. That's fine. It that happened. It's called a fling, Chris. It's called a fling. The fling got flung, <laughs> and now it's over. Seems like fun. I don't know. Paul Thomas Anderson, superhero movies have not ruined cinema okay okay so he sounds like a sane individual he's uh you know taking more of a measured approach he's always come down on the more progressive side of streaming and the future of movies um you know not uh uh being so sacrosanct sacrosanct about theaters uh he said mm-hmm. um where is he here that superhero movies he's optimistic about what they can do for the industry like me. this 250 million dollar weekend that we just saw here um where is it quote it warms my heart to be able to tell you that i feel happier than ever working this business i got my own little corner of the sandbox um working with people that i really admire like at mgm i'm incredibly happy right now but that's me there's no end to the kind of sky is falling questions that always surround films and what's going on uh Obviously, it's gotten even more complicated with streaming and a sort of overabundance of superhero movies. Most of the stuff I don't take too seriously. I mean, it seems that there is a bit of a preoccupation with superhero films. I like them. It seems to be something that's popular these days. Blah, blah, blah. blah blah blah. Here we go. I mean, look, we're all nervous about people getting back to the theater. But you know what's going to get them back in movie theaters? Spider-Man. So let's be happy about that. So he's already calling his shot like a week ago. Yeah. Spider Man's going to be getting people back in movie theaters. And think they did. And that's what people want to see, give them what they want. Yeah, that's what they want to see, unfortunately, just give them what they want. Meanwhile, Licorice Pizza is going to be coming out on Christmas Day and it's going to get crushed. <laughs> but he's also in the past been like, I'm fine with streaming. I'm fine with people watching my movies at home or however they watch it because that's how movies get discovered and that's how that shit lives on. Yeah. And without that, you know, just having only a theatrical run isn't enough for you. It's very movies. limiting. So, yes, it's very, very limiting. Um, <clears throat> man, we're, we're down to about five minutes here. This is a weird ass story. So, there's an Olympic speed skater, okay? <laughs> who uh, her name is Allison Baver, she's 41 years old, okay, and she has been indicted on charges of fraudulently obtaining 10 million dollars in COVID 19 relief aid, okay. This is one of these assholes. She's one of these assholes. Uh, she claimed that her company had as many as 430 employees and a monthly payroll of $4 million. Prosecutors say the company has, um, instead of 430 employees, has no employees. Instead of a $4 million payroll, has no Zero. monthly payroll. Yeah. It'd be like, man... Maybe we should have applied for a PVP loan.
1: I mean, fraudulently, we, we, we probably could have done it and probably would have gotten the money. And yeah. right now, we'd be getting prosecuted just like her. But
0: we would like save some of that money for our legal defense. And then also, we'd be in the news. People would be checking out the show. We could have done it. We should have done it. You, we could have gone to jail for fraud. The reason I bring this up specifically is because her company is apparently called Allison Baver Entertainment. And part of that money that she got 150,000 of it specifically went to a movie called No Man of God which is produced by Elijah Wood's production company Company X. The film is about the relationship between Sarah Claire and Ted Bundy and an FBI special agent. It was already released earlier this year featuring Elijah Wood as the FBI agent. So she fraudulently obtained this money and used it to produce a movie. Yeah. Co-produce a movie. Didn't work out. No one knows about the movie and now she's going to jail. Yep. go to prison. Oh boy oh boy we should have applied for a pvp though I, 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 I gotta been honest we have a monthly payroll of like whatever how much do these streaming services cost <laughs> 80 bucks that, that's how much we pay out please give us money and then forgive the loan um, Naomi Harris uh, recalls getting groped by an a-lister during an audition in a room full of people who then did nothing just bring that up. Just, bring, just, bring, uh, yeah. Just bring that up. That's all. Don't worry about it. It's a gross industry. Uh Apparently, Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell were dating. Okay, that's interesting. But interesting. now they allegedly split up. But they she, were. They were. This is the first I'm hearing about it. And she posted to her Instagram. She got one of the famous. Tom Cruise Christmas cakes I think we talked about this previously Where Tom Cruise For like you know In his circle of people Would order His favorite like bakery In Los Angeles Makes these amazing cakes And no matter where he is In the world Where He's, people he are He sends them to you He has a, you know, an amazing cake Sent to you And so he got one so He uh, well, got one This year um, They look good The nice looking cakes Cool. I want a Tom Cruise Cake Then you're gonna have to Just sign an NDA One of them
1: Scientology ones.
0: Hell yeah, I'll sign an NDA. No dicks allowed.
1: (laughs) Not disclosure agreement. Dicks are totally allowed. Shit, shit, give me all the dicks then. Denis
0: Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. I really want to say it. um, Has his next movie lined up after Dune 2. He was saying, like, maybe, you know, these movies are so big. Maybe I'm going to do something smaller.
1: (laughs) I'm going to do something big again. He's Giant.
0: and sci fi and crazy. Yes, he's doing Arthur C. Clarke's Rendezvous with Rama which um, I purchased a paperback of that and read it like seven years ago when David Fincher announced that he was going to try to make it. Um, And it's a great book. I've read it a few times since then. It's very, very easy to read. And uh, I can see the Niva Nueve pulling it off because it's about uh, like a spacecraft That's passing through our universe, and, like, we can see it, so, like, we're going to rendezvous with it, try to get inside and figure shit out, but this thing is just going on its path, and then we have to get out of there before it leaves our universe. Before it gets too far away. Yes, exactly, and and we can't get out of here, Uh, so it's massive on the inside, and they have all sorts of problems, like, exploring on the inside, but there's no, like, real villain. Of the piece. It's just like... It's a, it's t- it's a time-sensitive thing. Yeah. We're exploring this thing. We're trying to get answers. We're, we're we have com- a limited amount of time. And every time we answer a question, now we have like 10 more questions. Mm-hmm. And then, yes. And we're running out of time. And people's lives are in danger just because we don't know what's next. Uh, it's a really, really good and kind of short book. And it's got sequels, which I never bothered reading. Uh, but it's good. Rendezvous with Rama. Apparently, and Waves next project. Um, James Cameron... Wants to take advantage of streaming in this way. He sees a future in which you can make a movie, which uh, you then give the consumer an option. You can go to the theater and watch a two hour version of this movie, or you can stay home and watch the six hour streaming version of it. You know? So, like, imagine if. Zack Snyder made Justice League in a way where they allowed him to be like, okay, you can go to the theater and see the two and a half hour version, or then you can go home and queue up the four hour version. You know, both of them approved by me. Like I worked to make both as opposed to some sort of weird studio bullshit where they just cut up a random 30 minutes.
1: So what? So, the, so then they're going to be sitting at
0: home is the only way to get the complete Full story going to the theaters is going to be like the a, a Wikipedia article. It's like you're getting the abridged version of the movie. That still works for theaters, but if you want the version of the movie that takes its time and the in the side out shoots, you know, that's more of a novel. It you know you can have a storyline that doesn't impact your main storyline, but just adds flavor to the character and deepens your knowledge of of the story. You know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> It's tricky and hard to do. But James Cameron's always uh, trying to find ways to innovate and move forward. So instead of being resistant to streaming and saying it's bad, he's trying to find a way to utilize and make it good. I appreciate the approach. Meanwhile, uh, 90% of Avatar 3 is in the can. It's already been shot. Like, the actual performance stuff has been shot. He wanted to shoot that stuff as fast as possible. And some of four... Because of the way, yeah, not because not just the way the story works, but because they're using a lot of child actors for Avatars two, three, and um, part of four, and he wanted to shoot them before, before they, they aged. aged. Yes, and Avatar four apparently has a big jump in time. Okay. where they can shoot up to a certain point with their kids and they're done and then they can take the time to produce everything and get it done and then they can go back to 4 and shoot the stuff that comes later and all their actors will be aged up appropriately to whatever they need or whatever. Uh, but yeah. So 3 is shot. Some of 4 is done. They just have to do post. These movies are fucking coming. I can't believe they're coming. So It's nuts. It's, it's, it, it, it was all just a myth. It's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What's James Cameron doing? Oh, he's still making those Avatar things. <laughs> when are they
0: coming out? It, I don't know. It felt like a dream. <laughs> it felt like a Sometime. dream. But now it's real. Apparently, remember how Sam Worthington was in a bunch of stuff for a couple of years? So, you know how that happened? Was that uh, Avatar took so long to make that Cameron cast Sam Worthington. And then other studios were like, he must see something in this guy. that This is the Let's next guy. Yeah, so they rush to cast him and stuff, and then those movies came out, and he sucked. and then Avatar comes out, and he's like, not the best part of it. Uh, and now he's just like, Sam, Sam Worthington, that was a weird year. Yeah. That was weird. <sighs> we mentioned last week that Dave Bautista signed up for M. Night Shyamalan's next movie. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Knock on the Cabin. Knock, what's it called? Something like that. And, uh, and then... Shyamalan revealed that he's ready to innovate with his next film, in which he wants his next movie to be, quote, one continuous take, end quote. Like a 90-minute one-shot movie, which has been done, but not a real one-shot. So there's, did you ever see, I don't think you ever saw, there's a Elizabeth Olsen movie, where uh, it's sort of like a haunted house type movie, and it's a one shot film, but a fake one shot where there's like ten kind of obvious cuts yeah, where the okay. camera passes in front of something, and obviously here's yeah. the cut. Um, it's okay. It's a fine. It's a fine movie experience. Uh, there's that, which is a fake one cut, and then there's a movie called Russian Ark, which is like fifteen years old, and uh, it's a very weird quote loose movie where it's a guy he's like walking you through this big museum mansion thing and he's walking through the history of Russia and you're following him with the camera Uh, and the way they shot that is as the camera man the camera person's following the actors and moving from room to room Um, it's all digital and the card is filling up and then as the cards get into the end, they have a way to like slip in a new card and they can keep going and then take out the other one out and just rotate cards like that. Interesting. Yeah, and then they they stitch that together. So that's like a real one-shot movie. Shyamalan does not indicate what he's doing. Fake one-shot, real one-shot.
1: I mean, the fake one-shot, real one-shot, that's
0: going to mean a lot. I mean, (sighs) either way, it's going to be a lot of work. And it changes the way you can make a movie. And it changes the way you tell the story. It becomes a real time story unless you do the Birdman fake one shot where your story as your actor walks from room to room. It jumps in time, you know, Uh, and so it feels like a one shot, but it's still the story is uh, leaping forward. You know, that's a anyway. Weird. Yeah. Interesting approach. We'll see what he does. Last story, here we go. Wrapping this thing up, Keanu Reeves uh, on the uh, Colbert Report and then also in that EW um, article points out that one of the biggest stunts they did for Matrix Resurrections was him and Carrie Moss jumping off a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, a building that's about 46 stories. They uh, The only CG is them CGing out all the wires and shit. Of them jumping off the building. Of them jump off the building. Uh, and part of the quote here is because it's Lana Wachowski and it's the matrix. You need natural light and you want to do it quote real. So Carrie Ann and I grab hands and we leaped off and we left off a building. Um, and then also this is crazy. We wanted to do it in the perfect light in the morning. This reminds me of how in Jupiter ascending, they kept shooting like that Chicago skyline yeah. chasing, but they want to do it in the morning. So it took them like 30 days to shoot it. Cause they only have five minutes a day. Um, so we did it I would say 19 to 20 times over the course of a few days to so prepare for something like that Uh, blah, 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 blah. i blah they just not preparing so they jumped off a building like 20 times awesome good for them to make this movie sounds like fun it does sound like fun and then Colbert asked him would you ever bungee jump and he's like no fuck no <laughs> he doesn't say fuck but he's like yeah. emphatically like I would not bungee jump at all but he did this this matrix seems like a good time we'll be reviewing that baby next week looking forward to it that's it the episode's done All right, we're over cool it's fucking finito thank you gone thank you Drew done Uh, enjoy that coquito I will thank you (laughs) and be careful drinking it too I will yeah drink it slowly (laughs) cause it will fuck you up Um, you're welcome listeners for this week's free episode Uh, we'll be back with our fucking Christmas Christmas weekend episode yeah Remember that one?
1: And an awful voice.
0: <laughs> That's a. It's my. It's my uh, not whale scene? <laughs>
1: not
0: not throw The me. end of it did t- sound like whales. <laughs> yeah. um, you know Vince Guaraldi was 47 years old when he passed away? Good for him? Shit. Good for you, Vince. <laughs> EFT Media Production.